Hi friend, welcome back to the Right Wellness Chat. Today, we get to have our very first guest interview on the pod. I am super excited. This is a real life friend. And we are sharing testimonies on here because for one, God told me to. And he told me to because that is how we can encourage others in courageous action by sharing our story. And also it says in Revelation 12, 11, and they overcome and conquered him being the accuser because of the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Our testimony is used to overcome the enemy and defeat death and fear. And by speaking out this story, that is living in love and that's living in his love and his identity that he has for you because he is love. Okay, so I'm super excited for you to hear this testimony and we will share all that she has going on for this time, but also I will have her back because my friend is so encouraging in a lot of areas and she has another business that is called Isla and Elm and it's a motherhood boutique and the tagline is intentional motherhood. So you know I gotta have her back so we can talk all the ins and outs about that. But today we are going to have an amazing story. It's actually an awesome story as in all of God story. So get ready and lean in. This is going to be amazing. This episode is brought to you by the Hot Mess Express. Have you been on that train? I know I have. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about being stressed out. Ever feel those stressful situations or seasons in your gut? Of course you do. That's because our guts are super sensitive to our emotions, especially anxiety, stress, nervousness, and depression. The fascinating part with the gut-brain connection is that it works both ways. A stressed gut can send signals to the brain just as a stressed brain can send signals to the gut. So your gut can be the cause or product of anxiety and stress. Are you ready to get off this train? Okay, let's get off the Hot Mess Express and tap into what our guts are telling us. Click the link in the show notes to find out how you can start healing your gut within 24 hours of your first spoonful and save $10. Hey, mama friend. Do you have a full blessed life that is so overwhelming? Do you want to live well and honor your temple, but just don't even know where to start? Motherhood is so stressful. You just need more peace, right? Hey, I'm Shan Wright, daughter of the king, wife, mother to four, RN, wellness coach, and I am so happy you're here on the Right Wellness Chat. I can honestly say I have been there. I know what it's like to want to live well, but completely overwhelmed and about to lose it with my very blessed full life. I got to the point where enough was enough and I tracked my way to whole body wellness and so much peace. Want to learn how I did it? I will break it all down in simple tactical solutions, share intentional living strategies, and pour a heavy dose of encouragement to chase Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Come on, we got this, Mama. One baby step of courage at a time. Go heat up that coffee for the third time and turn your listening ears on. Let's chat. 
today I have my friend Mia here with me, and this is a in real life friend, and we have gotten to know each other over the past few years through initially through church, and she has an incredible story that I know is going to be really encouraging to your heart, and I particularly wanted to have her on this month. This is my very first interview that will air on the podcast, but at the same time, I knew this month was important to have this conversation because it is Infant Loss Awareness Month, and I wanted to make sure that I got a episode that, um, you know, addressed that during this month. So here we are, October 31st, and I'm able to <laughs> air this just in time. So hi, Mia. I want to welcome you onto the podcast and just share very briefly um, a little bit about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy. Um, I'm Mia. My husband is Tommy. We've been together since we were 15. We are married. We have three beautiful children. Um, I have a couple like work from home projects that I do and, uh, he's a full-time musician and yeah, that's what our life looks like. We're a homeschool family. Yes. It's a super fun life. I, <laughs> you keep it fun over there and busy and I love it. So I know from being your friend that you have a recent incredible story that God is just really working through and it is just a message that I want everyone to hear. And so um, can you just share briefly what you've walked through this year? Yeah, it's been amazing because I feel like you've walked through it with me. Um, and so I think it's going to be interesting to have this conversation where I can like share it retrospectively and then you can kind of yeah ask me more questions. So in... Um, February, I found out that I was pregnant with my fourth child and, um, I have had three healthy pregnancies, healthy births, and now healthy children. And miscarriage was not something that was in my realm. I didn't really have, I, of course I had women that were close to me that had it, but none that like would really share much about it. Um, and yeah. so I was never impacted by it. So on Easter, um, I had some spotting, and the next morning, it was enough for me to say, okay, we need to go in for an ultrasound. So I called the midwifery office and they got me in. They said, can you be here in 20 minutes? And we sped over there. It was just me and my husband. And um, they, uh, the midwife came in and said, we're sorry that your baby does not have a heartbeat. Um, I should have been 12 weeks along. The ultrasound was not detecting a baby bigger than like nine weeks. Um, yeah, with no cardiac activity. And I just remember like breaking down, freaking out. Um, but it was weird because I had had like that vision in my mind, like it could happen. And I was really struggling with determining if this was an intuitive thought, or if this was an intrusive thought. And I didn't want to give the enemy the foothold in fear. And so I just mm -hmm. pushed it back. And, um, and then yeah, when it came, when it when it happened, I felt like the Lord was preparing me. I knew that it was going to happen. And um, yeah, so it really just um, kind of affirmed um, his sovereignty. Um, so that was the day after Easter. Three days later, um, my experience was absolutely shocking. Um, my provider didn't explain like what, it would be like to actually pass the pregnancy tissue and um, no one had ever shared that with me. And plus everyone's experience is just so different that 
-hmm. I don't think anyone could have prepared me. Um, But I had like a real labor with real contractions. And um, I was actually at my dad's house and I felt really crampy. And I was like, I need to go right now. And it was really crazy because Tommy had just had a friend pass away and he was supposed to be going to the wake that night. And so he stayed back and I just took the house and then I called him and I'm like, I need to come home right now. I think this, this is going to happen. And he was like, okay, I didn't go. I stayed home. I just had a feeling that I needed to be Mm -hmm. here. And I'm like, okay, praise God. So I drive the Mm -hmm. 30 minutes home and the whole time I'm having these really strong waves. And then finally, when I got home, I laid in my bed for two hours and I just had to breathe through these contractions and, um, they were real, they were strong. And then my water broke and I stood in the shower with a bowl between my legs, passing clots and uh, pulling tissue out of me and um, yeah, just collecting the contents. And uh, Tommy was standing there like, what do I do? And I'm yelling at him, get me a bowl, get me gloves, you know, turn the shower on. I'm going to get in the shower. And he's just trying his best to help me. And he's panicking at the same time. I felt very, um, I don't know, like, I felt like some of my innate womanly instincts take over where I just felt like this isn't my logical brain operating, operating right now. This is just like instinctual. I know what I need to do to, to take care of myself. And, um, after it happened, I sat in the bathtub with, um, honest offering by Kane playing. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I bawled, I lost it. I was like, that's not how it was supposed to be. I had no idea that that's how it could happen. And it just broke my heart that I -hmm. didn't know and that there's other women before and after me that also don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's that's the yeah. story of what happened and what really inspired me going forward. Yeah. So first off, thank you for sharing. And I should have even thanked you before because that is, you know, you're sharing all these details that are so vulnerable, close to your heart, um, emotional, and that and alone will help so many people listening that have once gone through it and just to hear their story spoken out like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what happened to me. Or it might unfortunately happen to them moving forward or a loved one. And now they can know firsthand what it's like, because I've had that in the past where I've had a friend say I had a miscarriage and I didn't know what to do because I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know even being a nurse, I didn't know the, you know, all the details people don't talk about it enough. And I actually, unfortunately, didn't have a close person to me have it happened, happen at that point. So I didn't know. And then they shared those details with me. And then you're almost like, wow, that is shocking. And now what do I do um, with that information? So you have made it. um, So this is weird to say, but you've made it easy to be a friend to come along and help you on this because you, you took the first step in action. And then as a friend and other friends around you can come and support you. And we know that we're actually helping you through your grieving process and journey. And it feels good for 
your support team, your support in your life to be able to know what to do. Cause a lot of times you don't, I'm like, what gift can I give somebody? And I'm like searching online, like, what can I do? What can I say? And we're really at a loss. And with you, um, it has been so different. And that leads me into the next question because, um, you have, like you said, God prepared you oddly and not oddly because he is amazing, but you had this little feeling and this, I think even that feeling preceding the incident caused you to know, okay, this is a story that I'm walking out and I've got to do something with this. This is not just a grieving process that I'm going to go along with just me, my husband, my kids. This is going to be something. And so through this experience, what practical, courageous action did you end up taking? I have started a nonprofit called The Mother Shepherd. Um, The baby that I lost, his name is Shepherd. And this is a way for me to guide women also experiencing pregnancy loss. Um, We um, have built this comprehensive miscarriage kit that contains all of the essential supplies that you would need to pass tissue at home. So um, I didn't realize until this big life event, how much of a verbal processor I am. And Mm -hmm. I was able to go and have conversations with all the different women in my life and just say like, something needs to be different. This needs to be different. And then um, uh, I was like, I I was just telling someone like, I, I need to do something because I should have been sent home with gloves. I should have been sent home with pads and some practical supplies because they have all of that at the hospital. So why was I not? And then I was like, I'm going to bring miscarriage kits to community North. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was like, so determined. I'm like, I'm going to for community North. And then um, I'm talking to my cousin and she's like, you're so amazing. And she's like, it really makes me think like about the women and just inner city areas that maybe don't have access to healthcare. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. And it's just like, after these conversations where God is using the people around me, it broke my heart even further and extended this vision in places that I couldn't have even taken it. Um, So sometimes it's like, it doesn't even feel like my idea. You know, I just feel like, um, this is my purpose. You know, it's not like I just, I had this happen. And then I had this idea after it's like, I had this experience and then I had to take steps to walk in that purpose. Yes. um, And to serve other women. Yeah. And we just talked about this on the podcast about identity and your identity, your purpose flows from your true identity. So God knew your identity all along the way that he made you was set up for this purpose that he had you on. You didn't know it until you were how old you are, but he knew it all along that he was preparing you and building you with this character, this identity that was going to be set up for this purpose. And the thing that really struck me in your story is how quickly you acted and how much you felt this idea wasn't only yours, solely yours, but it had to be your story that you were walking out. So you had this idea, it was confirmed with friends. And 
how tell the listeners how fast this all happened that you started this nonprofit through your grief. So my miscarriage was in April. And then by that weekend, I was having conversations. Uh, my miscarriage was on a Thursday. By Saturday, I was having conversations with my cousins like, I need to do something. I want to make miscarriage kits. And then, um, yeah, very quickly after that, I was able to get some um, support and funding to start creating the kits. By July, we had the first 50 kits assembled. Um, and then we had a serve day through our church, which you were amazing to come help. Um, we had 16 women come together and assemble the kits. And so hundreds of rice um, heating packs. Um, so one of the items in the kits is, uh, yeah, is a heating pack that you can microwave and, um, yeah, put it on your belly. If you're experiencing cramps, it's just a comforting item. So I have a um, whole box in my office right now that I have still yet to sell, but they will get done. (laughs) That's all good. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was in July. Yeah. And now we're in October. I have my 501c3 tax exempt status. Um, I'm an official corporation. Um, I built my website. Um, yeah. And we've got these kits going out to a couple um, birth centers and uh, women's care facilities right now to build up some feedback. And then, yeah, my goal is that these kits will just be the new standard of care in all hospitals, emergency departments, um, OBGYN, midwifery offices, birth centers, correctional facilities, community centers. They just need to be accessible to every woman. Yes. Um, Amen. It is absolutely amazing. It gives me chills every time I hear you talk about it. Um, It's definitely a God vision. It's a big vision. It is an a vision that came right from him um, for you to use your story and the way that you were able to walk in that courageous action out of obedience. Because when he gives you an idea, if you don't follow through with that, it's actually disobedience, which is like, but God, it's scary. And I don't know if I can do that. And no, he's giving you your story and he's giving you this idea for a reason. And the miracle comes after the obedience. And so if you want to see a miracle come from a loss, then what is God asking you to do? And Mia felt this idea. She heard this idea in her spirit. She talked with friends and it developed quickly. And I am just so excited for where this is going to go and how many women you are going to serve with this idea and with this story. So I will want to talk about um, exactly what's in the kit. Cause I think that would be helpful for anyone who is like, well, I, I just want to, you know, help in some way so they can um, talk about it with their connections and all of that. But through this courageous action, we talk a lot about peace on the podcast and your courageous action leads you to more peace, which is whole body wellness with Christ. And how did this courageous action of starting this nonprofit, how did that or did it lead you to more peace? Um, I kind of just briefly said it that um, <clears throat> as soon as I found out that I was going to miscarry, I it because I had had those visions and thoughts of miscarriage, 
it just really reaffirmed God's sovereignty that Mm -hmm. he is above every situation. He knows everything that's going to happen and he knows, or he's going to use it for his glory. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, so I just remember like, it's like, sitting in the bathtub right after it happened and just saying like, this is going to be to the glory of God and mm-hmm. um, worshiping. Yeah. You were worshiping. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, that absolutely provided me peace just to know that even before I had the practical kits, um, just after my explaining that it was going to be for his glory gave me peace. And then, after having the practical kits, seeing that it, yeah, that it was all for his glory gave me peace too. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, I think when we take that courageous action, that is what leads to peace and, but it's scary. And we talk about how, you know, courage is moving forward in the face of fear. And that doesn't mean it, things not scary. It's not uncomfortable. It's not new. It's nothing you've walked through before, but doing it is actually just doing it, making those calls, seeing who, you know, who has resources, how to set up a nonprofit, who even knows how to do that. Like (laughs) doing all those things is pretty amazing that you were able to do that during a grieving time. So I know so many women who struggle with this miscarriages and just what to do with that pain and just to see how you have used your pain for God and for his worship and worshiping him for his glory is absolutely incredible. So I, I'm just blown away. Okay. So I want you to share, uh, you shared some details of what's in the kit already, but specifically I've seen them with my own eyes and I want you to share what they look like um, and the resources that you put inside. Yeah. So it's just, um, um, a mid-sized box right now inside there is um, a rice heating pack that you can microwave. There's a scrunchie in there. There is a case of pads and a couple um, adult-sized diapers. Um, there is a sack that contains a peri bottle, gloves, and a uh, plastic bag for your placenta. Um, There's also saline in there if you choose to preserve any tissue for genetic testing. There's also a a small burlap sack um, with a container in there that can be used as a vessel for the baby um, if you choose to go forward with genetic testing or um, bury your uh, baby in a dignified way. Um, There's since a miscarriage is up to 20 weeks and then a stillbirth is after 20 weeks. If you have a miscarriage, there is no uh, life or death certificate given. So there's really no like regulations on what you need to do with that tissue. I mean, it's kind of barbaric um, because some providers will just tell you to flush the toilet. Um, Mm -hmm. But that I think as humans and as mothers, we want to, like I said, just, do it in a more dignified way. So the burlap sack can double, can double as a burial vessel too. Um, and then there's also these um, sterile specimen collection hats that you can sit in the toilet. So the idea is that you would just put it on, put the lid down. And then as you pass contents, it would be collected in this hat. And then um, 
Um, our idea is that you would fill the hat with water and then you would be able to dissolve the blood and worry away some of the cloths. And then um, we have a stacked hat in there. So if you lift the top one up, we drilled holes in the bottoms to act as a strainer. So all of the blood would um, drain away and then just tissue would be left in there. So it would be easier yeah. to find what you're looking for. Um, yeah. There's a couple of Chuck's pads in there too. Um, and then there's also a folder in there. Um, in the folder contains all of the information that you're going to need um, on what to expect. So if you're just passing the tissue at home or if they give you um, a pill to take or if you end up scheduling a DNC or needing a DNC, um, all of that procedure is described in there too, um, just to help better prepare you and just really better inform you. Um, there's info on memorial, genetic testing, trying again, and then um, I have an instructions card with a disclaimer on the back stating this is stating this is not medical advice. This is just mm -hmm. to equip you. Um, and then I have this really beautiful hand painted watercolor forget me not flower, which is the symbol of pregnancy loss and has uh, become our logo. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that. And then there's also a letter from me, a letter from uh, my partner and letters from a bunch of women that just better explain their firsthand experience to prepare you and help you not feel alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just so cool that you did that. You shared your story and other women's story because, like your experience, and I don't, I know they're all different, but you went home and then you had to wait. And so in that time, you know, it's coming, you don't know how it's going to come. And so you get to read these stories and instead of letting fear come in, you get to read these stories, um, to bring peace. And that's what I think testimonies do. They bring peace because we defeat the lamb by the, we defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when we can share our testimony, whatever it is, no stories too small, but when we can share our testimony that helps overcome the enemy who he is all about fear. And so that is just, I mean, all the items that you have in there are just brilliant. Um, being a nurse, I know some of them very well. <laughs> and it's just brilliant that you are not in the healthcare field and you came up with, this is what I need for this. And we're able to compile this kit. That is just, I can't think of one thing that you don't have in there that is necessary. So love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I know um, that people are hearing this and they're going to want to be involved, or if they do get that they go to the doctor and they get that message and they have to go home. How can they get a kit or how can they help get involved? How can they help connect you? Maybe they they work in a clinic and they know how to get some kits in there. So what um, is that information? Yeah. So our website is just the mother's shepherd. Shepherd is S H E P H E R D uh, dot com. And, um, you can view our kits there. You can donate to us there. You can give us um, you can give us money, or you can order us supplies through our Amazon wish list. Um, and then you can order kits on there. 
Um, like I said, it's our goal that this will just be the standard of care. So we would be distributing to these providers and then women would be able to access them through them. So of course, if anybody listening has connections, I would love to connect with you um, and see if it's something that would benefit women maybe in your practice or in your realm. Um, I have an Instagram handle, the mother's shepherd. Um, you can follow me and connect with me on there. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. So definitely, well, she gave you the information, but we'll also put these links in our show notes and that website has everything you would need to get involved. Um, so I think that's all we have for today, but, um, Mia, I am so thankful that you were able and willing to come on and share your story and open up. I just know it's going to help a lot of people and encourage women. Um, again, how I shared how just having you share this has helped me be a better friend in the situation. So I, even if it's just that, so it's going to help so many people in so many ways. And so thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> How incredible was that? How incredible to hear a story that God's hand is obviously in. And of course, she is overcoming death and the enemy through that testimony. And it was through a life. It was through a life that God has secured and there is no death in him. There is life in him and he is using her story to bring more life. So please share this story with your friends that need to hear it. Any women in your life. Again, all links will be in the show notes and make sure you head over to Instagram at the mother shepherd and say hi to Mia and Thank her for being on the show and sharing her story, being so brave and courageous for others. Thanks, friends. Hey, Wellness Warrior. I pray that blessed you. And if so, it would bless me big if you would write a five-star review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not only would this make me super happy, but it will allow for others to find this show too. Also, I love to chat over on Instagram, so make sure to take a screenshot, share to your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Shan Wright so I can see it and we can keep chatting and bring other moms to chat with us. Until we get to chat again, mama friend, may the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace.